Hi guys and welcome back to the Weekly Live podcast. I am Lucy Evans and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier and happier life physically as well as mentally in a way that is realistic and most of all sustainable long term. It is my mission to humanise the female fitness industry and I love that you are here with me on this journey. everybody and welcome back to another episode of your weekly lift it's a very exciting episode today for a couple of reasons um one because today is the day that we launch our coaching spaces for january but two and most importantly we have a special guest um so today we're joined on the podcast by my lovely client kerry and Kerry's story is very exciting and inspiring because I would probably say it's a little bit different to usual. Um, She joined Lyft on day one, um, so was one of my very first clients, which makes it even more special. Um, And we were probably together for about four months around that time. Um, we Carrie had a goal of losing fat. Um, and then she continued her fat loss journey alone for a little while and then returned seven months later to finish it off. And at which point we then changed to building some muscle. So she's had a variety of goals. And obviously with those goals come different challenges and different just day-to-day things. So I'm really excited that Kerry is here to tell her story. So welcome, Kerry. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's an honour to get to you. Ah, oh, I'm excited because you obviously listen to the podcast and it's just nice to have you on as a guest. Yeah, I listen all the time. It's I love to hear your voice in the gym, especially gets me like in the mood to be there. <laughs> Remind me what I'm doing. I literally don't know how anyone ever listens to my voice in the gym. I'm like... It, are you not bored of it? Like. <laughs> so do you want to start by telling everyone just a bit about you, like your lifestyle, your age, anything you want to tell us really, set the scene. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm Kerry, I'm 32 and I live in France. Um, I've been living here seasonally for... Or well, ten years, I first came to France. Yeah. Um, I came over to do a ski season after I did like a couple of holidays. Um, and mm-hmm. then left really kept coming back every winter. And I always said to my friends, even after a couple of years, I was like, "Oh, this will probably be my last season, and I'll come back and settle down in the UK, whatever that means." Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just kept coming back and live here permanently now. Um, and it's great. Um, run my own business here and yeah love winter and summer it's like an all-year-round kind of town yeah in the Alps in France so winter is just kicking off and the ski season is starting life is busier than ever (laughs) yeah (laughs) when did you decide you were going to move to France like permanently like when was that moment where you were like because I always find it really interesting when people have stories like that so it was, I think it was always in the back of my mind that I would, like I couldn't, mm. it was just where I saw myself living. Yeah. And then with Brexit, that was kind of the big push because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to come back and forth so easily like I was doing if mm-hmm. I wasn't a resident. So I was sort of forced into the position of getting residency because of Brexit, but it was no bad, well, it was no bad thing 
I was forced to do it. Brexit was bad, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, oh, another yeah, podcast. So that kind of, <laughs> yeah, that kind of made, yeah, gave me the push to to do it and like go through the go through the process, which wasn't too bad, really. Because that's reminded me, because you hadn't moved when you first started, had you? Yeah, because it was. I think I joined with you when it was COVID times. So. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we all remember the March that COVID hit and I was in France and the ski resort shut down um, just like the next day. They were like, we're closed. No one has a job. Luckily, we'd paid for our, our apartment until the end of the season. So we could stay until the end of April. Mm-hmm. And it was then we moved back to the UK um, for like that summer, mm-hmm. the covid summer. Yeah. And then it was, yeah, I think it was in September that I joined with you. Yeah. So I was living in the UK at that time. So where were you in terms of kind of your health and your fitness? How did you feel in yourself at that time? Because I know like seasons must take its toll in terms of like food and yeah. and things like that. Yeah, so I'd always been quite active, but I think I just got to the age where like things weren't shifting as quick. And mm-hmm. I'd never really been a yo-yo dieter or anything. Um, I'd always been like pretty happy, pretty chilled. Yeah. And then it just, it got to the point, I think that summer I just realised I was bigger than I had been. Mm-hmm. And I'd started running. I was doing like couch to 5K. Um, I was doing workouts. I think I was doing results with the Lucy workouts or whatever yeah. they were called at the, um, at the time. I was, yeah, I was like following sort of workouts to do. And I just realized like I needed help with the nu- nutrition. I needed structure. Mm-hmm. And that's when I found you. And it just came at like the perfect time that I was thinking about needing a little extra support. Yeah, it's funny because it's all coming back to me now. Like we're talking, I'm like, oh yeah, because we did running and we did yeah. But then now we're like in the gym lifting weights, so it's like a completely different, completely different. Yeah. yeah. So when you first signed up to lift, I guess what like what were your goals initially? Yeah, it was definitely fat loss, and mm-hmm. also it was mainly help with nutrition. Like I didn't know where to start really. Okay. Um. I knew that I needed to eat a bit less and move a bit more, but putting that into practice was a bit of a different story. Yeah. Um, I think I was eating the same as my partner and he's got a very sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. If the snacks were there, I'm not a massive sweet tooth or snacker, but if it's there, I'm like, yeah, I want that as well. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of just like help with reining it in and knowing portion sizes. I didn't really know where to start with that. So yeah. it was mainly that and then having like structured workouts as well. Mm-hmm. And you'd never like calorie counted before, had you? No, no. I was terrified to calorie count. I thought it, it just seemed really serious and boring <laughs> yeah. and like a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I think I did start on the meal plan and I, I, yeah. I, in my head, I'm like, I must have been on one of the longest clients on a meal plan because I feel like it was so long. How long were you on a meal plan for? I think, I think if you, if I was with you for four months at the start, I think nearly, nearly all of it. Okay, I don't yeah. know. It felt like a long time. Yeah, it's funny actually, because some people really work well. Maybe two months. Yeah, they work well with a meal plan and then other people hate it, like hate it. I actually don't even do them anymore because that's how many people hate them. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess to be fair, that gave you a good structure, didn't it? And like, it gave you a good place to start in terms of food. Yeah, and you were 
really good because every time I was like, oh, I really want a Thai green curry, but that's not on my meal plan. Like, can you just give me a sort of recipe that fits the calories? Because yeah. I didn't know what calories I was on at the start. I didn't know what my protein goal was. Yeah, I was just like, if I pick from these options that I have, it's working. So I just stuck with it mm-hmm. and it was great. And then when you transitioned over to calorie counting, how did you find that? Um, That was fine because I had sort of outgrown the meal plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I was learning as I go every week, like I learned something new with you through like questions I asked or the lives that you were doing, it kind of, I then kind of understood what calorie counting was about by the time I got round to it. Yeah. So I had like a little bit of knowledge there to help me start. And I was like, okay, it's not so scary and like so serious. It's just like inputting a few things into my fitness pal and like it was fine. Yeah, because I do think sometimes when you're looking at it from the outside, it can seem like this big scary thing that you don't really know where to start with. But when you actually get the help from somebody else in terms of how to do it, it can massively make a difference. Yeah. And I think you don't realize, because I think I thought, oh, I'm going to be inputting new things all the time. And then you realize you don't actually eat that many different meals and (laughs) you can save them and you just put put them in again. Like I have the same breakfast nearly every day. So Mm -hmm. it's it's just saved and it's really easy. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I think the initial work to like put your meals in the first time you have them, like makes is can be time consuming but once you actually like you said get into the rhythm and you have a routine of kind of what you eat throughout the week it's normally just there ready to go and input so yeah actually I had one client start recently and she went around her kitchen and but like scanned everything in her kitchen like in the first Mm -hmm. weekend just so that it was all in (laughs) yeah and then it's already there even if you're adding different things in it's already saved and it's great yeah so true um and in terms of the calories obviously you're vegetarian aren't you so mm-hmm. one of your kind of well t- goals i think was to make sure that we were hitting your protein because when you are vegetarian it can be slightly trickier to hit it because you don't have things like chicken or um well any kind of meat to get All it up. Any. yeah <laughs> <You know>. any meat <laughs> how did you find that i found it tricky at first Mm -hmm. um because it's not like I do I really like a lot of the like I like lentils and I like chickpeas and peas and all the good like vegetables that have a lot of protein in but there's only so many meals you can make with those things that are like interesting um so I was finding to keep it sort of varied I would buy like a lot of the meat sub. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they're quite processed and sometimes then the macros aren't so bad but they are really good for protein yeah so when I had I had more access to it in the UK and that was great because it was almost like I didn't have to think about it so much because the meat substitute was there yeah um but when it's not it does get a little bit samey mm-hmm. and when I was on like the lower the lowest calories that I was on especially it was like okay I need to have like the protein powder in my breakfast I then need to have the protein bar mm-hmm. for my snack and then I need to have the protein yogurt later on and then I know that the other two meals are going to have some sort of protein in and it <laughs> yeah. was very protein at, protein. That, at that point it was a little bit difficult but starting out it was fine because it was all new mm-hmm. and there was yeah there was choice but it does get a little bit repetitive the lower the calories I was on just because of yeah. like 
the options and having to like fit them into those those calories as well mm-hmm. but I guess then the trade-off is is that you got to a point with your like um physique where you had lost a really decent amount of fat hadn't you yeah yeah definitely and I guess how do you and how did you feel in yourself when you had got to like your to that point it felt great like it I just remember well a lot of clothes didn't fit at the time and that wasn't so great because I was not in a position to keep buying more um <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, even though shopping trips are nice um but yeah I just felt felt really really good mm. and it didn't feel like it was really quick mm-hmm. but that wasn't really what I was looking for and it but it in it was in a way that it didn't feel like it was going to go back to how it was either yeah like it just felt natural to be in that place mm-hmm. and I would carry on doing whatever I was doing at that time to continue being healthy and mm-hmm. and stay that way mm-hmm. and like one thing that and, and and you're right about the whole um meaning it wouldn't go back because when you obviously circumstances changed and you had to stop coaching didn't you in the like end of December time I think it was yeah and, I remember it was around Christmas yeah around Christmas and um but then when you came back seven months later like you had still continued to lose um like fat from when you left Mm -hmm. so you were actually in an even better place by the time you come back weren't you yeah which was yeah and I knew I always wanted to come back um and and finish fat loss with you so it was kind of like that was almost an accountability thing as well because I was like I know I'm going to be going back to Lucy like at this time I can't have said, oh, I've burnt loads. I know how to do this myself and then come back and like not have got anywhere. Yeah. yeah, So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Like I have learned a lot. Let's just put it into action and see where we get. Mm -hmm. And then it was just really nice, like coming back and being able to finish that with with someone else's support as well. Yeah, because I think that last little bit sometimes, which is a lot of people don't realise, is quite hard because you have been dieting for a long period of time and you've got less fat to lose. So it's it's almost like a bit of a slog to get that last bit off, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I found that bit the hardest Mm -hmm. Um, just because I was like... I really want to be on more calories now. Mm-hmm. Not that they were like super low or anything, but it just got to the point where you do want a bit yeah. of a change. Yeah. And you are happy in yourself, even though you maybe think, oh, I could go a little bit further. Mm. So yeah, that's the hardest part, but it's fine. What motivated you to get through that like last little bit? Um, I think just knowing that the end goal was there Mm. and I was really excited to start muscle building as well Mm because now that I had started working out I'd like I was I had done the whole thing with home workouts yeah so I was I had outgrown my weights like I didn't I just wanted to like get into the muscle building phase yeah so I was excited to start that and just like get there as quick as possible yeah and a new challenge like it needed to Mm -hmm. I felt like we needed like the excitement again you know like yeah definitely yeah, I agree. So that is probably like leads into nicely into this bit. But I think like what is interesting is that most people will tend to just finish after fat loss and leave it there, which is fine. But some people might be like, right, I actually now want to focus on getting stronger and a bit more like muscle tone and definition. Um, 
And obviously that's what we decided to do with you. So we decided to bring Kerry out of a deficit and into kind of calorie surplus, which basically means eating a little bit more than what she's burning each day in order to get her stronger and gain a bit more definition. So how have you found that process in comparison to fat loss? It is different because it's slower. And I'd seen you work with some people before that were muscle building. Yeah. And I've like seen their Instagram posts and things. So I kind of knew a little bit what to expect of that. It is a slower process and you don't see as much change in photos and the scales do go up and you just have to like trust the process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just really excited to to start it and to get going and be on more calories and mm-hmm. and learn new things in the gym. And how have you found like increasing the calories other than amazing? <laughs> <laughs> I always remember I saw, I think when you were increasing calories and yeah. I would see your posts and you'd be like, oh, I've still got like some calories left or like feel really full today. And I was like, I know I'm going to have no problem eating all those calories. Like, <laughs> you bought up in them as we go. Like, that'll be fine. <laughs> it was always fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I guess when I increase calories, that obviously means I increase protein. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably been the main, like, learning curve, I guess. It's yeah. Quite, I do find that quite hard personally even myself when I'm increasing calories is not to just fill all my calories with snacks yes definitely (laughs) I think I did I think for a week or so I was like "Mm, I've got these extra calories like I could have these extra like chocolates and then I was like oh the protein is not is not hitting it as much as we need to so yeah it's a little bit of fun and then you realize okay I need to like make my portions bigger with the protein and, Mm -hmm. and that's all fine too like it's still great it's food yeah And what I do genuinely love is obviously you don't have access to everything that we have in the UK over in France. So, and you do still hit your protein when you put your mind to it. So I think it just goes to show it can be done when you put your mind to it. Yeah, definitely. And I think just learning what we have available and just looking at things that you might not think as well, like in the bio shops, there's all kinds of different things and it's just getting to know the products that they have here that I wouldn't be so used to and you do get to know what works Mm -hmm. um okay so obviously you're busy because you run your own business and in life most people are busy anyway but how do you fit everything in around it being busy because obviously when you are doing a plan you do have to make it a bit more of a priority if you want to see results so how do you fit all of that in I don't know if I'm the best at planning. Like, I still have a bit of a mental block with writing down a plan, even though I've got all my work written in a calendar. Um, But I kind of know in my head, and I like to sort of organise it visually in my brain of, like, what the week is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that if I'm walking my dog in the morning, that I'll get the steps in. And if I'm not in the morning, I'll walk her in the evening, and I should make up the steps um, that day and then I know that if I'm walking morning it's easier to do a workout in the evening mm-hmm. and so I kind of base it all around that and then work is just in the middle in the day yeah. um, days off are different every week but usually I'm working weekends um, and I did really like after work at the weekends as well so it, mm-hmm. it kind of fair like 
I plan it around my mood and just yeah. everything that I've got going on in the week. But food work, when you boil it down, it's like three, four hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try and think when I'm like, oh, I'm really busy. When am I going to fit it in? I kind of scale it back and think, okay, well, it's only this amount of time. Like mm. fit it in somewhere and that helps. That's a really good tip. Puts it into perspective. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It is only like an hour. Yeah. And yeah, it is. And sometimes you can be overwhelmed. You're like, oh, I've got all these things to fit in. But equally, yeah. No, I agree. That's really good. Um, and obviously we did home workouts at the beginning. And then we've now moved to when you've, it was just before you started building muscle we moved to the gym, wasn't it? We didn't do that at the exact same time. I think it was um, at the end of loss to yeah. start muscle building because it was the end of a cycle. I think it was the end of the year as well. So I joined in January Yeah. Um, as like a newbie gym goer and yeah. got on with it, started and how did you use the weight <laughs> how did you find that transition from obviously like home workouts dumbbells to suddenly you've got access to quite heavy weights and barbells and yeah. you're in the gym environment obviously it was quite scary at first like I was nervous to go because obviously the whole thing of like you don't know who's gonna be there like if how busy it's gonna be who like you always think people are watching you when they're not yeah. and I'm have definitely grown in confidence with that and I think the hardest thing was knowing on what weight to start on at the mm-hmm. gym because there's so many and you're like, I don't know how heavy I can go, mm-hmm. um, how light I should be going. And then you're figuring out, well, I've got three sets of this. So how many can I do? Yeah. So it's a bit of trial, trial and error really with just what weights to use. Mm-hmm. And then eventually like writing them down and getting to know how I did helped help progress with it. Yeah, I love that on the app when you can track it all and at least you know then when your next session what you what you go and do. Because I know before when I was like tracking it myself, I couldn't remember what I'd done beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really helpful. Um, okay. Um, so how would you say, obviously you, you've shown like massive growth over this last two years in so many different areas, but... How has your mindset changed towards kind of living a healthier lifestyle over this time? I think in the beginning, I had just a really sort of short term mindset of like, oh, I'll join this. Like, it looks really good. I'll hopefully achieve my goals and learn a bit and carry on. And that'll be it. Mm -hmm. But I think now it's more long term, whereas like, I'm just finished a muscle building phase. So now I do want to do another sort of fat loss phase. Yeah. Um, and I don't, th- I don't think it's coming from a place where, Oh, I'll never be happy with how I look or anything. It's more of just like a continuous process. Yeah. And like keeping on the accountability that I really enjoy. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's shifted from sort of short term to thinking about longer, longer term. Yeah. Mindset become more of a lifestyle for you rather than just like something that you do every now and again when you feel yeah. like when you think something looks yeah. good kind of thing Definitely. yeah um actually I just came back to when, I, when you were talking then I thought of obviously right now it's really frosty and snowy in the UK and you always have um like snow at this time in France yeah. and your gym doesn't have heating does it 
No, I went there this morning and it was so cold. I think I might have to get like um, little gloves oh, because yeah. when I was holding the bar, oh, it's um, so sore. It, I could there was like a little imprint where my hands were cold and the bar was cold. There was like an imprint of the metal in my hand. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, it was really cold. <laughs> so have this is a bit off topic, but have you got any tips for getting yourself to the gym when you know it's going to be freezing cold? <laughs> Um, I would say well, I've had to just tell myself not to overthink it. And yeah. it probably did help that I used to work shifts at an airport. So I would start at okay. 3, 4 a.m. in the morning and I'd yeah. have to set my alarm for like 2, 3 a.m. And at that time in the morning, you can't think about it. Like if you snooze your alarm, there's no waking up later. Yeah. Um, you'll just be straight back to sleep. So I had to, tra- I trained myself to just get up when my alarm goes off. Uh-huh. And the more the more you do it, the easier it does get. You just it goes off. You get up. You don't snooze it. If you keep doing that, it, be- it becomes easier. And once you're up, like you're up, you might as well, you might as well go. Yeah, that is true. Oh Part yeah, that's getting out of bed. <laughs> do you still not snooze your alarm now? Um, not really. I will just, I will just get up. <laughs> that's mad. I to be fair, I yeah. used to be like that. I used to never snooze, and then. I think it was when I met like my first boyfriend where I like ended up snoozing my alarm like because you're not like sharing you're not sleeping on your own anymore yeah and then literally I just got into a really bad habit of snoozing my alarm and now I'm like oh it'd be amazing if I didn't snooze like I can't even imagine yeah. not snoozing. <laughs> but also if you're in the same room as someone I always find oh, I can't snooze my alarm at six because they're not going to appreciate me Yes. Having another alarm go off at 10 past six, 20 past six. So yeah. try and use that as like, oh, I don't want to wake someone else up as well. That is a really good point. I'm going to tell Louis that. <laughs> yeah, he'll be, he'll be mad when you're snoozing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, okay, so one of the things like, and you did mention it already, but ch- like ch- uh, it makes people so successful with coaching is to trust the process. Like, mm-hmm. because... A lot of the time you can spend it like questioning whether you're doing it right or worrying that you're doing something wrong. And I, one thing I think we work together with really well is you are always so trusting of me and the process. And I think some people really struggle to fully embrace that. So what would your tips be for somebody who needs to trust the process more? I think that it is just so much easier um, the less you have to worry about and I found it really easy at the start because obviously I didn't really know what I was doing. I was happy to for you to take the reins and like tell me what to eat, tell me what to work out, yeah. tell me how many steps I was doing. And I would just go and do it. And that is the easiest thing. Like all the thinking is taking out of it. And you just need to think a little bit less mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Like you don't need to overthink it. And I think that's the biggest tip is just like don't think about it as much. Just yeah let Lucy do her job and the magic will happen <laughs> yeah, just do it and see what happens kind of yeah. like our um saying this week actually don't think about it just do it <laughs> yeah and it just works like I don't really know that's just what I've been doing I've just not thought into it I haven't been like oh why am I on this many calories mm-hmm. or whatever you've set me it's just yep that's the plan let's go with it and after a few weeks like you see the results and then it kind of confirms yeah that what you're doing is right 
Yeah. So carry on with that. So true. Um, so what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who is on their fitness journey or maybe just like starting out or anything really? What is your best piece of advice? I think it would be, I can't really say trust the process again. But... <laughs> Don't think, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all the motivational quotes. Um, yeah. I think just know that having the knowledge and support of someone that knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and can guide you is the biggest thing really um you can spend a lot of time wasting your energy like not really knowing what to do and there's mm. so much information online good and bad mm. that it's hard to know where to start so i think yeah just yeah get hold of someone that knows what they're doing yeah and trust the process <laughs> love it couldn't not get that it's ingrained in my it's ingrained (laughs) in my head like I can't not say that it is it's true um okay what is your favorite thing about lift and being part of lift um does it sound too stalkerish if I say it's Lucy (laughs) (laughs) no no it doesn't it's fine I'll let you say it Obviously, I have no other coach to compare you to, but like yeah. I've heard, I've seen posts of people say they've had other coaches and you're really great. Like this, like what you get is so personal mm-hmm. and Lyft wouldn't be what it is without Lucy. So it's you really, like nice. everything that you do, like, and you can just tell that you care so much about every single person and the response that you get from check-ins and everything, you know, it's not a standard response. You mm-hmm. know that you've looked our measurements like what we've been doing that week yeah um every time so that is what it's all about really thanks I didn't pay her to <laughs> say that just so everybody knows <laughs> <Poor bribe. Yeah. laughs> um and okay last question about lift and then we're going to move to the off topics but what would you say if someone was listening to this now and they're thinking oh I'm kind of on the fence about signing up like what would you say to them then it just really is worth it um I remember when I'd first sort of saw you posting and what you were all about and I'd never really heard of a coach before yeah. and I just remember thinking like this would be so perfect like I don't want a PT mm-hmm. I want more knowledge than that mm-hmm. and I remember like asking my boyfriend like oh do you think this would be any good and he was like, oh, no, you probably don't need it. Like, don't worry. And I remember just being, feeling really upset at that comment of like, no, I think I really do. And <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> really need the help. And I think if you're on the fence and you're thinking about it, like, I think you'll know, like, if you want to do it, just go for it because it is so worth it. Yeah, actually, someone um said that to me before. Like, if you don't, if you're trying to decide between a decision, like, get someone to make the decision for you and then see how you feel about it because actually and that proves that like your partner saying that is like oh no actually I wouldn't do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was like but I really really want to (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that okay so we're gonna do some off topics I actually did these with Beth when she came on um and then it reminded me that I haven't had a guest since Beth so I was like I need to do them again so (laughs) What is one thing about you that people would be surprised to hear? 
Um, I think, so I really like extreme sports, um, like downhill mountain biking and uh, snowboarding and skiing. Yeah. Um, but I really, really, I don't, for the people that know me, I guess, like, I really don't like surfing or like really? anything to do with water. Um, I hate, I hate like water in my face. Yeah. Anything to do with that, like, it freaks me out. I'm scared of the sea. I would never go on a cruise. Like, really? I feel like people think I'm quite confident in a lot of, like, those kind of sports. But yeah. anything to do with that, I'm like, no, do do not want to go on a boat or in the sea. But you'll chuck <laughs> yourself down a mountain on a bike. <laughs> yeah. If it's, on, if it's on land, like, gravity-based, that's, that's fine. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Love it um okay and next off topic question is what is your favorite motivational quote and I always ask this one because you know by now that I love a quote so yeah and I my like favorite to know what is other people's live, are live laugh love nice. <laughs> no, <that's not>. any <laughs> reason <laughs> imagine if that was um so I don't really have a favorite motivational quote. Like I love all the ones that you you tell us and there's a few in my head, uh, especially the ones that Beth said as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have kind of like an affirmation that I yeah. say to myself, especially when things are like stressful or I'm not really sure how things are going to go. Okay. And that is like, I tell myself everything will always work out in my favor. Okay. And I kind of have that little like mantra when I'm walking along or thinking about stuff. It's like, if I'm getting over worried, I'm like, hang on, like everything always works out in my favor. And if I think of that, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just have to see what happens and things will work out. And that's, that's always helped with, like, I can think of a few events that. where I've thought that and then things have really worked out when you couldn't quite see how they would. Oh, so I literally love that. That gives me all the feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then last question is what you can ask me anything so one question for me and it can literally be anything you want to ask okay I do have a question but I don't think you'll answer it so I have a backup (laughs) oh my god okay tell me what it is you've had a mini moon what is your main moon oh I'll answer it is that the question it was a secret (laughs) no no it's not so my mini moon was Dubai which I appreciate is a very extravagant mini moon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but the reason it I called it a mini moon was because it was five days so I was like well I feel like me, most people have like a two-week honeymoon or something like that so yeah we are planning a longer honeymoon which is going to be on our over our one-year anniversary oh, um, nice. and we're going to go to America so originally we were going to do um, like a road trip across America and do it in like an RV and stuff. Yeah, which, that'd um, be so cool. Yeah, really cool. But then we kind of worked out, we went and spoke to the travel agent and they were like, you'll probably, like with the time we wanted to do it in, like we'd probably spend a lot of time driving and we wanted to see like quite a bit of it if that makes sense yeah so I don't know if we're gonna do the whole thing in an RV but we might do some of it 
Um, but we're going to do like a few different places in America, basically. Yeah, um, that sounds so fun. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure exactly what. Like, we need to basically go to the travel agents in the new year and like sit down and plan it out. But we got some places. Yeah, if anyone has any recommendations of places in America, have you ever been? I have never been to America, no. I've always been like the same, curious about like Route 66 and yeah. and driving around. But yeah, I imagine a lot of it is the same open road and you want to like, get there and actually see the places a little bit quicker. Yeah, I didn't want to like spend like days on end in the car. So I was like, yeah. well, I want to see the, like, the scenery in the car, but if it was only for like a couple of hours. But America <laughs> is so spread out that it's just really hard to actually see like unless you've got like a month to do it in which yeah I'm not even sure how I'm going to take two weeks off at this point so (laughs) (laughs) don't leave us for two weeks (laughs) I'll figure it out (laughs) yeah well that sounds amazing yeah I love that question what was the backup question I was gonna say can I also ask the backup it was did you get it was also wedding related um did you get any like unusual gifts or like really like a something unexpected like wedding gift no, do you know what? We didn't. We actually didn't. Um, I'm trying to... F- oh, actually, well, I guess the biggest unexpected gift was the skydive from Louis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm so jealous. I would love to do that. Yeah, so no guests gave us anything weird, but when I opened that, he, like, put it in a little envelope and it got delivered to me on the morning of the wedding and I opened it and I was like... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to do this next week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because it was on the Friday. The wedding was the Friday and he'd booked it for the Wednesday. So I didn't even have, like, that much time to think about it. Yeah, Um, maybe that's a good thing. You can't talk yourself out of it. Definitely was. Yeah, definitely. And to be fair, I have always wanted to do one as well. So I, and I don't know if I would have actually ever followed through with booking it myself so that was a good gift yeah a really good gift unexpected because I I think I'd only mentioned it like one or two times like over the course of us being together so I didn't think he'd actually remember he clocked it and been like yes I'm pushing you out of a plane one day (laughs) yeah but yeah you are you so would you want to do one I would do it, yeah. I nearly yeah. did it in New Zealand when I was there. Amazing. Um, but they were quite expensive, and I think I'd, like, saved up half the money, and then I think I probably had to spend it on my bike or something ridiculous yeah. halfway through the summer. So, yeah, I never got around to doing it, but I would definitely do it at some point. Yeah, definitely. I definitely recommend it. It's probably one of the most terrifying experiences, but also one of the best experiences and to be fair you like quite extreme sports anyway so you probably get a buzz off that adrenaline you know yeah (laughs) even though I would never do a bungee jump (laughs) no I'd never do a bungee jump um yeah Louis's done a bungee jump before um but he said that it was just like something he did because he was with his mates and he thought it was like Funny. I'm the only one not doing it. Yeah, he wasn't going to be like, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed it. My pleasure. It's been really nice to chat. It has. Um, okay, well, I am going to leave the podcast there. I hope you found Kerry's story as inspiring as I have. Um, and if, like her, you want to 
have a better idea of where to start, whether that be with your nutrition or your journey with the gym, um, and you want to start feeling better and more comfortable in yourself, then check out the link in the show notes. It will give you all the information you need for a coaching spot in January. Um, They tend to go before Christmas and there have already been quite a few people on the waiting list. So if you have got one eye on it, then I suggest making a decision sooner rather than later and get your deposit put down. And equally, if you would like to chat to me a little bit more about your options and what is available for you, please feel free to pop me a DM. My Instagram is liftbylucyvictoria or there's a form over on the website which you can fill in and that will come directly to me too. So thank you for listening. I will be back with a podcast on Monday at the normal time next week. I'll speak to you all soon. Bye.